Do you hear that music? That music? Making its way into our room. It's bringing back memories, but... Of what? I can't put my finger on it, ladies and gentlemen. But before you know it, the same finger, well, it's being pointed at me. And word on the street says, there's a killer roaming the women's clubs. Loves the look of red hair. They got the kooks and quacks. All jimmied up, folks. A killer is on the loose. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to two remastered old-time radio tales, The Singing Walls, our first one, a story about memories and schemes, and Dime a Dance, where one poor red-haired woman is but a dime away from death. This episode is remastered, clicks removed, audio balanced, and ready for your lovely ears. All those loud sound spikes taken out so your ears are intact to listen to future episodes from this podcast. <laughs> and before we begin, my Earl Grey enforcers must be thanked. Chad Warren, Joss Heather, Lee Bauer, Lorraine Crisanto, Mace Joe, Michael Angelo Yacone, Paige Marcini, and Peter Raffaelli. And my very special White Tea Warlord, Matthew J. Bauer. Thank you for being awesome. If you want to support the show, click my Patreon link to show me some love. Now sit back, turn those lights off, and get deep into our 1960s murder memories. And mystery. Suspense. This is the man in black. Here again to introduce Columbia's program, Suspense. Tonight, heading our Hollywood cast are two noted leading men. One, Mr. Preston Foster, a star long established, the hero of many an adventurous film. The latest, the 20th Century Fox production, Guadalcanal Diary. The other, Mr. Dane Clark, a newcomer to the screen, whose auspicious debut in Action in the North Atlantic has made him warmly welcome in these parts. Mr. Clark appears tonight as a young man who awoke one morning to find himself in a very serious jam. And Mr. Foster is the San Francisco homicide detective who is willing to help his friend up to a point. The play called The Singing Walls by Robert L. Richards, adapted from a story by Cornell Woolrich, is tonight's tale of suspense. If you've been with us before, you will know that suspense is compounded of mystery and suspicion and dangerous adventure. In this series are tales calculated to intrigue you, to stir your nerves, to offer you a precarious situation, and then withhold the solution until the last possible moment. And so it is with the performances of Preston Foster as Detective Denny Sullivan and Dane Clark as young Tom Cochran. We again hope to keep you in... Suspense. before in my life. 
How you feeling now, kid, huh? Sure, haven't it more? It's good for what ails you. Ah, that's nothing. You're all right. Sure, I know. Let's get out of here. I know a better place. Come on, come on, I'll help you. <laughs> No, that's not a window. It's bricked up. They put a building up right behind this one. That's right. It comes right out of the walls. Singing walls. Yeah. We got hot and cold running water here and singing walls. <laughs> Yourself right at home. Hey, lie down. Lie down and take a little snooze. Sure, I'll be right back. What's the matter? Have a little trouble in here while I was gone? What's well, blood? Sure, blood. All over your shirt. Oh, him? Oh, he's all right. Just put him in the closet. Lock the door. Like that, see? Now you put the key right in your pocket so you'll know just where to find it. Don't worry. He'll be all right. No, I'm not going any place. I'll be back in just a minute. Here. <laughs> Have another. Have another. I'll, I'll, I'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> no. No, no. Let me out. Let me out of here. Tommy. Let me out of here. No, no. No, no. Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, wake up. What? What is it? I've been knocking at your door the longest time. You were having a dream or something. Yeah, I, I... What time is it? It's way afternoon. You came in pretty late. Did I? Uh, toss me my bathrobe, will you, sis? Don't you know what time you got in? Not exactly. Oh, Tommy. I know it's tough not having a job all these months. And I know you've tried. But this isn't doing you any good. I know, sis, but last night was the first time in a month. And anyway, it, it was different. I had a few drinks, but it was different. Something happened. What do you mean something happened? Well, it wasn't just the drinks. They were doped or something. Oh, Tommy. No, look, sis, it's not just an alibi. I don't remember where I was or anything, only that just now I seem to be dreaming about it. About what? About last night. I could, I could hear you banging on the door all the time I was dreaming. And then it seemed as though I wasn't dreaming at all, that I was remembering a lot of things. What sort of things? Well, it was all mixed up. There was a guy with a kind of a frog voice that kept giving me drinks. And I was sort of floating... Then there was a place that music came out of the walls. There was something about blood on my shirt. The key to a closet. My tummy is shaking like a leaf. Yeah. It was a pretty scary dream. If it was a dream. What you need is some good hot coffee. Now hurry up and get dressed and come on downstairs. Here, I'll get you out a clean shirt. Yeah, I'll, I'd better wear the old one. I've only worn it once. Oh, but it's all messy. <laughs> it does look kind of... Mildred. What? My shirt. Give it to me. Now what's the matter? Look, Mildred, that's blood. 
car. Yes, it is. I know it is, just like it was in the dream. Oh, Tommy, don't be so silly. You must have hurt yourself somewhere. Well, I didn't. Look, there isn't a scratch on me. Well, then he got in a fight. Maybe. What else could it have been? Well, that's what I'm trying to think. Well, stop thinking and hurry up and get dressed. My goodness, look at the way you threw your clothes around last night. Trousers on the floor. Here. Dear, everything's falling out of the pocket. I'll pick it up. You get dressed. Thanks. You didn't come home with much, did you? Well, I didn't have much to start with. Well, I'll put it all up here on the bureau. 25 cents in change and your keys. Now, hurry. What'd you say? I said, hurry. No, no, no. Before that, what'd you say? I said, I put your change and your keys up in the bureau. Keys? Yes. Mildred, I only have one key. Well, there are two there now. I know. Let me see them. Here. One's the key to the front door. Yeah, but the other one. Doesn't belong to any door in this house. It's the key to the closet. What closet? Last night it wasn't a dream. Tommy, what are you talking about? Mildred, you better call Denny right away. But he's on duty. I know, but get him over here right away. Tommy, what is it? Last night, I think I killed a man. Look at your eyes. Listen, Denny, I... Mm-hmm. You were doped, all right. Well, I didn't know what it was. Never mind that now. How much do you remember? Look, Denny, I hated to bring you in on this, and I... I didn't know who else to go to. Skip it. What's the use of having a brother-in-law who's a cop if he can't help you once in a while? How much do you remember? Well, just what I've told you. Just like it was in the dream, only it wasn't a dream. You see, there was this guy, Joe, just some guy I'd known from someplace. I don't know where. See, I met him on the street, and he took me to the party. And then the guy with the frog voice began giving me drinks. And then everything got confused. And I was in another place with the singing walls. And some harmonica playing or something. I, I, I don't even know whether it was in the same apartment even, but that's where the closet was. What about the guy you... The dead guy. Well, at first he wasn't there and then he was. He was sort of slumped over in a big armchair. Then frog voice put him in a closet. That's what I remember. And then he left. And then I suddenly seemed to realize that the guy in the closet was dead. And that's why I got out of there. I don't know how. You don't have any idea where it was? No, no, I don't even know where the party was. And you'd never seen any of these people before? Except this guy, Joe, who took me to the party. And that's all I know about him, Denny. Just a guy named Joe that I knew from by sight from someplace. I don't know where or his last name or anything. Not much to go on, is there, kid? No, not much. A guy named Joe, singing walls, in a closet. Another guy with a froggy voice. But I'd recognize him or his voice if I ever saw him again. Tommy... We're in a jam. Where it looks right now, there's a dead man in a closet somewhere in this town. And you killed him. Oh, but Denny, I... Well, maybe you didn't. If we find him before somebody else does, maybe we can figure out what did happen. The way it stands now, you're it. I know. We haven't got much time, either. If place is an apartment, they probably would have found the body already, and I'd know about it. It's a hotel. They check the guests out by 6 o'clock. That gives us about four hours. Four hours. For the murderer to find the guy he murdered. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Tommy, you know how I feel about Mildred. You know I don't exactly hate you either. You know I'll do everything in the world I possibly can to clear you. Sure, Denny, I know. I'm a cop, Tommy. If you did it, you know I'm going to turn you in, don't you? Sure. I know that, too. Okay, kid. 
Now, let's start from the beginning. What about this Joe? I, I, I don't know anything about him. You know his name, you know his face. Think, Tommy, think. I'm trying to. If I could only remember. If I could only remember. So a guy named Joe brought you, huh? You come up here from Joe's place? What's that? Oh, you don't even know where Joe lives, huh? He? No, I don't know either. I never seen Joe before in my life. Still don't get it, Tommy? No, no, I don't. You told me where Joe is. I have? Sure. You see the sign over that saloon? Yeah, Joe's place. But how do you know that... Tommy, you were playing with bad boys last night. And this is where bad boys hang out, among other places. It's got a name. It's run by a guy named Joe. He minds his own business, as far as we know, but his customers don't. So? It all clicked when I remembered you said the guy, the frog voice, asked you if you came up there from Joe's place. He didn't mean where Joe lived or anything. He meant this place. He thought maybe you were one of the boys. Yeah, but how did I ever meet this Joe? I've never been here in my life. He runs another joint, a respectable saloon. A sort of cover, about three blocks from our house, the town tavern. Hey, that's right. Remember? Now, Joe may or may not be in on this. Frog Boyce made a big play to you that he didn't know Joe. He'd never seen him before in his life. His customers always cover him. It's better for them that way. If my hunch is right, Joe is going to be plenty surprised when he sees you walk in there. Me? Walk in there? Ah, don't worry. Just walk in and sit down at the bar. If you're not out in a couple of minutes, I'll, sh- I'll know you recognize the guy and we're on the right track. I'll come in as though I didn't see you and go into the phone booth. And then what? Then we'll see. Okay, kid? Okay. Oh, one thing. Huh? If he offers you a drink on the house, take it. Sure. Well, here goes. What a thing, Here. Well, we got you. Oh, it doesn't matter. Suit yourself. Well, well, what do you know? Tommy. Hiya, Joe. Hey, what are you doing down in this part of town, kid? Oh, I I uh, had to come down to see a guy. I didn't know you had this place. Oh, just a little sideline? It's where our place started, you know. Sure, I know. One beer? That'll be ten cents. Hey, no, no, none of that. You gotta have one on me, kid. A real drink. What do you have? Well, I... Scotch? Okay. Scotch for the gentleman, Larry. The very best. You understand? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll take rye. Hey, Tommy. That was some party last night, huh? What? Yeah. Hey, where'd you disappear to? I was looking all over for you. You know, that's a funny thing. I don't even remember. (laughs) I get it. Well, a guy has to cut loose once in a while, huh? Yeah, one scotch, the very best, and one right. Well, here's to you. Wait a minute. Hey, who are you? Uh, 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 this is my brother-in-law. Denny, this is Joe. Say, you must have got those drinks mixed up. You never drink scotch, Tommy. You only drink rye. Yeah, that's right. Here, you take the rye and give Joe the scotch, and I'll take your beer. I don't like scotch. I never touch it. Okay, I'll take it. Thanks. By the way, Joe, you haven't got a little bottle I could pour this into, have you? Say, who do you think you're kidding, bud? I'm from headquarters. There's my badge. Oh, 
Oh, now, wait a minute. I didn't know that you... I suppose you don't know what I'd find in this drink if I took it down to be analyzed, either. Hey, now, look, I don't want any trouble. I never had any. They can tell you down at headquarters. Of course, it's a matter of dough. You can't buy your way out of this one, chum. I want talk, and I want it quick. What kind of talk? Where'd you take Tommy last night? It was just a little party, a private party. Yeah, and they slip things in people's drinks there, too. Now, I don't know anything about that. Now, honest, I, I hardly know the people. Who's the guy with the frog voice? Voice? I don't know any guy with a frog voice. Now, look, I told you I don't want any trouble. I can tell you that down at headquarters. Listen, there's a narcotics wrap on this for somebody, and it could be you. Where was the party? Courtney Square West, number 75. Some people named Sorrell. Come on, Tommy. You're coming, too, Joe, just in case. Sorrell, A.J. This look like the place, Tommy? It looks like it. Could be. Everything has been so confused since last night, I... Well, this is it. It better be. <coughs> Mrs. Sorrell? Yeah? I'm from police headquarters. Oh? Mind if we come in and look around? Why, no. Come on, Tommy. You too, Joe. By the way, you two know each other? His face familiar. I think he's been here on a couple of parties. We kind of get crazy parties. All kinds of people wander in and out. Is that what the trouble is? It might be. Know anyone with a froggy voice? No. Not that I can remember. Okay. Let's look at the apartment. Well, this is the hall, of course. And here's the living room. Joe, you stay here in the hall. You better be here when I get back. I'll be here. So this is the living room. Uh huh. This is the bedroom. It's kind of messy now. See anything? No. no. Over here is the kitchenette. I see. That's about all there is to it. Uh, what's that room there? Oh, that's just a sort of storeroom. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we better look at it though. Come on. Well, all right. You... There. See? Nothing much in it. An old armchair and a bed. We use it as a guest room sometimes. Jenny, that closet. Oh, there's nothing in there. A lot of old odds and ends. Open it. Well, lock. All right, unlock it. I, I'm not sure where the key is. And, lady, you better find it. I'll try. Be right back. Is this it, Tommy? Well, there was a closet like that. And a window just over there where that one is. And the armchair and the bed. Don't you remember? I can't, Denny. Let me have that key. Wait a minute, here she comes. I think this is it. Try it. Sort of sticks sometimes. I'll help you. Come. See? Just a lot of old junk. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Dick. You sure? Sure, I'm sure. Well, I guess that's all, Mr. Sorrell. Thanks for showing us around. That's all right. Hello, Joe. Still here, huh? You don't mind if I stay here and visit a while, do you? No, I guess not. Well, goodbye. Bye. Thanks again. Well, goodbye and good luck, Copper. I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah, that was a try. Well, what do we do now? I don't know, Tommy. I don't know. Think, Tommy. Think. You found Joe. Now, what about those singing walls? Singing walls. The music I heard last night. You sure? Sure. I remember the piece, the harmonica, and everything. It's coming from right around here someplace. Kenny, it's coming from their apartment, the one we just left, Sorrell's. Well, come on. 
This must be the place, Tommy. The closet, now the music. He must have been pulling a fast one on us. Well? All right, quit stalling. Come on, Tommy. Stalling? You heard me. You two brushed us off pretty slick, didn't you? Hey, now, listen. I told you I don't know anything about this, but if you... Where's the music coming from? Well, from the radio. The radio? Yes, I turned it on the kitchen just now while I started to fix dinner. It's a little portable. Here, see? Okay. I don't get it. What did you mean by... Skip it. Well, Tommy, here we go again. I don't care. That was the music I heard. And that's the same number, and it sounds like the same band. Hey, wait a minute. Now what? Where's your phone? On the desk. Tommy, huh? let's see what station that's coming over. All right. WBTA, the local station. Thanks. Hello? Operator? Get me station WBTA. A radio station. I don't know what the number is. Just get it. This is a police call. Thanks. May be wrong, Tommy, but I got a hunch. Hello? WBTA? What's that band you've got on now? I don't care if it's an electrical transcription or a Mickey Mouse cartoon. What's the guy's name? What? Turn off that radio. Now, what was that guy's name? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, where can we get a hold of this guy? Where does he hang out? I see. Five nights a week, huh? That include the night? Thanks. A small-time band leader, Tom. Harmonica Hal and his harmonies, he calls himself, and he plays at a place called the Silver Slipper out in the concourse. Come on. Coming. You better get on that phone, Joe. Uh, you dumb, you would have to turn on that radio. There's a silver slipper right over there. Okay, let us out here. Right. There you are. Thank you, sir. Look familiar to you around here, Tommy? No. Oh, I'm afraid it's a bum steer, Denny. Look, kid, here's the way I figure this music deal. You may have heard a recording of this band the way you did a little while ago. But there's a good chance you actually heard the guy himself. You know what time it was when you heard it? Well, it was just night. That's all I know. All right. They don't make recordings often of unknown bands. And this silver slipper isn't on the air. So maybe you were out here someplace and heard the band itself. Maybe. You know, it's kind of a long shot, kid, but right now it's the best we got. Let's case the joint. Okay. Hmm. Don't look like there are any rooms with closets in a silver slipper. Say, what about that crummy-looking hotel next to it? Yeah, I was just thinking... If you were in a room in a closet and all that, and you really did hear this band, that hotel's the only place you could have been. Oh, I wish I could remember something. The shape you were in, you probably signed your own name, too. Come on. By the way, what time you got? Uh, uh, ten to six. Ten to six. Deadline's pretty close, kid. Yeah. This better be right. What a dump. I only remember. Well, there's a clerk. We'll see. Say, you got a guy named Tom Cochran here? Tom Cochran? I don't know. It's all right. We're friends of his. Let's see. When did he register? Last night. Mm, sure, here it is. Tom Cochran and Ben Doyle, room 209. I don't think they're in, though. No? No. I've been ringing to see if they were going to check out by six. I was just going to send somebody up. Well, they were out at a big party last night. Probably haven't pulled themselves together yet. As a matter of fact, that's why we came to see them. Should I ring again? No, we're sort of surprised. Okay, right up those stairs. But they got to be out by six. They'll pay for another night. Uh, we'll take care of that. Let's go, Tom. Denny, did you see that handwriting on the register? Yeah. 
It was mine, all right. This is it, Tommy. One way or another. Yeah. Here's 209. Don't put your hand on that doorknob. Oh, fingerprints. Use your handkerchief. It's locked. I got some keys. It's an easy lock. Here we go, kid. Denny, this is it. Close that door. Yeah. There's the closet. Give me the key. Here, you better hold my gun on that door just in case. All right. Timmy, look out. He was just falling. He's dead. Oh. Gee, this is all. You remember now? Yeah. I can't put it together. Let's have a look. Oh. Hmm. Stab. Here's his driver's license. Benjamin Doyle. Give me it. Hello? Oh, yeah, we found them, all right. Oh, they're going to keep the room for another night. No, 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 there's not a thing we want. We're in for it now, kid. Billy, look on the floor over there. Last night, covered with blood. That's what did it, all right? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's mine. Tommy, why didn't you tell me? Honest, Denny, I didn't even know I'd lost until I just saw it there now. Fingerprints all over. It's clear as though they'd been made in sealing wax. Right-handed, aren't you, Tommy? Yeah, right-handed. Let me see your right hand. Doesn't take an expert to read these. Those prints are yours, all right, kid. Yeah, I guess they are. And you still don't remember? Honest, Denny, I don't. Can you think of any other explanation? No. There's the guy with the frog voice, but... I must have just dreamed them up. I don't know. Well, kid, I guess this is it. You did all you could, Denny. Don't feel bad. We can feed insanity or something. Maybe we can prove you were doped, maybe. You better call headquarters, Denny. Let's get it over all right. Hey, where are you going? I don't have a phone from here. The clerk will listen in. There's no use getting all the wolves on us before we have to. Aren't you afraid that I'll... No, no. I won't. I just haven't sent a detective car. You won't have to go in the wagon. Thanks. Better let me have my gun. I'll be back. Lie down for a couple of minutes. You look kind of sick. I am. Oh. That's the idea. Take a little snooze. I won't be gone long. Get a little sleep. Do you good. I'll be right back. Have a little trouble in here? Blood. Sure, blood. All over your shirt. Oh, he's all right. Put him in the closet. Lock that door. Key right in your pocket. I'm not going any place. Back in just a minute. Sure, I'll be right back. Be right back. Here he is. You! Yeah, me. Hey, what are you going to do with him, Froggy? Get him in the other room until his copper friend misses him and starts looking. Now, listen, I don't want to be in anything like this. Shut up. You're in it up to your neck. Come on, you. Get up. Okay, get going. Up the hall here. Open the other door, Joe. Sure. Get in there. That's the guy, Frog? Yeah. Listen, Foggy, this don't look so good. There was people who knew you were getting ready to give it to Doyle and... Sure, sure, that's why I framed this guy. All the trouble I went to doped him and brought Doyle in there when he was out. 
planted a key on him, bloodied him up, put a knife in his hand. I still don't see how he how he ever came to in time. Yeah, but he did. So what? We frame him again. Music. You like music, don't you? You're pretty sweet about music, ain't you? Well, for your information, that's harmonica hell rehearsing for the night. And in this room, it comes through the window. On account of the reza window. But in the other room, it comes through the walls. On account of the rate no window. Catch on? Better close the window, Joe. No, no, wait a minute. Yeah, I do like music. You mind if a guy in a spot like I am hears a little music? What about it, Froggy? Sure, sure, leave it up. Let's have music while we work. It'll cover up the noise if he makes any fuss. So what's the new angle? Knock him out. Jump him in the park. Dead by his own hand. Remorse. Ah. We leave the gun beside him and plant some of Doyle's stuff on him. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right, get going, get going. Tie him up. Right? Yeah. Put a handkerchief in his mouth. Yeah. Put a cart around him. He's drunk, see? And we're taking care of him. Okay. Oh, the car. Round him back. Nobody will see us going out that way. All right, all right. You ready? Just a minute. All right, take a look. Okay. All right. Take a look out the door. Okay. All clear? Yeah. Let's go. Lock the door after we go in. Okay. Down the hall to the back stairs. Hey, what the... All right, drop those guns and get out Cover them, you guys. I got it. What is this? You'll find out, Graziani. You... Get that gag out of the guy's mouth and untie him, Mike. Sure. Denny, I heard the music. I hoped you would. I asked him to leave the window. I heard the conversation, too. Enough. Okay, boys, take him down. All right, come, come on, come on. Say... Who are those guys? Graziani's a mobster. Doyle was one of his boys who double-crossed him. I feel okay, I guess. That was kind of close. Yeah, all the way around. Yeah. Look, kid, I... Uh, skip it, Denny. I'm sorry, Tommy. Honest. I thought you did it. Denny, until just now, so did I. So closes The Singing Walls, starring Preston Foster with Dane Clark. Tonight's tale of... Suspense. This is your narrator, the man in black, who conveys to you Columbia's invitation to spend this half hour in suspense with us again next week at this same time, when Miss Lillian Gish and Mr. Otto Kruger will star in the suspense play, Marry for Murder. The producer of these broadcasts is William Spear, who, with Ted Bliss, the director... Bernard Herman and Lucien Marowick, conductor and composer, and Robert L. Richards, the radio author, collaborated on tonight's Suspense. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Roma Wines presents Suspense. Roma Wines, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. Salud! 
Uh, your health, senor. Roma Wines toast the world. The wine for your table is Roma Wine, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is the man in black, here for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California, to introduce this weekly half hour of Suspense. Tonight in Hollywood, Roma Wines bring you the MGM star, Miss Lucille Ball. The suspense play which stars Miss Ball, which is produced and directed by William Spear, is called Dime a Dance. It deals, as you will presently know, with Broadway life and sudden death both set to music. And so with Dime a Dance and with the performance of Lucille Ball as a red-haired young lady named Ginger Allen, Roma Wines again hope to keep you in suspense. Have you ever danced with a murder? Doesn't cost any more for the extra thrill. It's only a dime. How could I do it, you say? I had to, to save my own life. I'm a Joyland Palace. One of the places just off Broadway in the 40s. You know the kind of place. Second-rate dance bands like Frankie Froman's 15 Frolickers. I was late to work that night. I ran down Broadway, scrambling through the crowd to the entrance of the Joyland. Fifty beautiful girls upstairs, boys. Come in and count them yourself. No admission. Ten cents to dance. Come in, we're just getting started. The music is the very... Hello, Max. Hey, uh, Ginger. You better step on him. Marina's looking for you. Your lady's burning. I know it. Has Julie come in yet? Not yet. Fifty beautiful girls waiting to dance for you. Step right here. Go and take Good evening. So you finally decided to come, did you? Hi, Marino. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah, you ought to be. So did Julie. All the cash customers are waiting. I sent out the girls before all the years are here, and you say I'm playing favorites. Well, blame it on Julie. She gave me a stand-up tonight. All right, so I'll blame it on Julie. Where is she? Isn't she here? No, and she ain't home neither, because I phoned her there 15 minutes ago. I thought she was with you. And I thought she was here. Hey, if this is no gag, what happened to her? Well, that's what I'm beginning to wonder. Go on in and get your stuff on. Julie be all right. Yeah, maybe she slipped in while you were busy counting tickets or something. See you right away, Marino. We've been entertained by Mom here while waiting for her. All right, lay off. Mom, throw me that foot powder. Looks like a heavy night out there. My feet still hurt from last night. Here you are, dearie. Oh, That's the way I am, girlies. What I like every once in a while is the good, juicy murder. Nice kid. No, not to be murdered herself. Throw me that dress, would you, Madame Defarge? The green one. Oh. Is Julie here? Not unless she's hiding in the closet, honey. Do any of you know where she is? You asking us? Ain't she your buddy? Maybe they had a fight. Well, did any of you hear from her? Why not ask Marino? He's been hanging around her. <laughs> now, that southern girl, Sally, she used to work in a joint like this one further uptown. There was a murder for you. Come on, hurry it up in there. Step on it. She just never showed up to work one night. Who didn't? That southern girl, Sally. Then they found her. That was about three years ago. Oh, what a sight she was when the police discovered the body. Oh, cut it out, Mom. Then there was the Robinson gal out in oh. Brooklyn, stabbed to death. They found a phonograph and records by a body didn't even belong to her. The murderer brought his own music. Oh, she was a dancehall phony, too. Maybe some guy has it in for you girls. Pleasant character. Well, maybe one fella kills the both of them. Maybe there's a dance hall killer still at large getting ready for his next victim. Now, what do you think I pay you girls for anyway? I often wonder. Joe, <laughs> Marino, think we're giving a free show in here? Ah, uh, you couldn't interest anybody in that chassis of yours even with a set of dishes thrown in. 
All right, all of you, file out. I got something to tell Ginger. Uh, come on, get out. Uh, Ginger, what I wanted to see you about. I know, I know, Marino. I put you in a spot. I'll be dressed in a minute, and if you'll ward off those garlic eaters tonight, I'll work twice as hard and make it up to you, honest. No, I'm in no spot, Ginger, but you are. Marino, what's the matter? What's happened? The police want to see you, Ginger. Police? What for? I didn't do anything. I'm sorry, Ginger, but... You, you... Something's happened to Julie. That's what the police want to see you by. Julie's dead. Dead? Murdered. Tonight in our suspense theater, death is a dancing thing. Roma Wines is bringing you Lucille Ball, a star of suspense, in the Cornell Woolrich story, Dime a Dance. You have heard the prologue for tonight's tale of suspense. Before we return to the scene of our drama, let me say just this. Few spots on the globe boast the unique and perfect combination of nature's gifts, which makes possible truly good wine. Wine which the whole world can enjoy. But wine experts will tell you that among those fortunate spots, none can surpass the vineyards of our own California. From these renowned California vineyards come Roma wines. Wines so perfect in flavor, so delightful, that they are enjoyed in many countries of the world. To us in America, Roma wines are an everyday treat. For we may buy them at an astonishingly low price, since we pay no import duties or expensive shipping costs. Do you enjoy a delicious tangy sherry? Tomorrow, treat yourself to a glass of Roma California sherry. We're sure you will agree you've never tasted finer. With your first sip, you'll understand why Roma wines are America's largest selling wines. Tomorrow, ask your dealer for your favorite type of Roma wine. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. And now it is with pleasure that Roma Wines bring back to our soundstage Miss Lucille Ball in Dime a Dance, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. <laughs> All the way over in that police car with those two flat feet from homicide, I could see Marino's face when he said, murdered. Poor Marino. We got out and walked up to the third floor of the building, to Julie's room. Marino never said a word. All right, sister, in here. Is, is she is she still in there? No, you won't have to look at her. Oh. How did it happen? Strangled. Why didn't she yell out? There were plenty of people around. Now, look, Ginger, we're asking the questions. Oh. Yeah, but since you raise it, we figured the person who could get close enough to kill her was someone she felt safe with. Yeah, she was murdered by someone she trusted, by a friend. Well, I was the only friend she had. Yeah, so they tell us. Unless she had a boyfriend. And who was her boyfriend? Yeah. If she was strangled, where did all the blood come from? Flatfoot didn't answer Marino. He shut up all at once, as if he didn't have the heart to tell us the rest of it. His eyes gave him away, though. I got the whole score just following his gaze around the room. First, he looked at the little phonograph. By using bamboo needles, she could play it late at night. Soft, you know, so no one could hear it. The needle was worn down halfway, all, all shredded as though it had been played over and over. Then his eyes wandered to a flat piece of paper that... It had eight or ten shiny new 
dimes on it. Some had little brown flecks on them. Then his eyes went down to the rug. It was all pleated up in places, especially along the edges, as though something heavy, something... something lifeless had been dragged back and forth over it. You mean he danced with her after he killed her? Gave her a dime a dance even then? Now will you tell us? Who was her boyfriend? Play that record. Maybe she'll remember some guy they both knew who was kept on the piece. It was the only one he played. She hated it. She couldn't stand it. Someone brought that record here with him. Sure, someone did. Maybe her boyfriend, sort of. It was no boyfriend. It was someone who waited for her in that room in the dark and killed her before she could scream. It was the same madman who killed those two other dance hall girls. He pays a dime a dance. A dime a dance, whether you're alive or dead. Back at the grind. The flat feet let me go. Nobody told me anything. Sometime, when you have nothing better to do, you try dancing with a couple of hundred guys a night, asking yourself each time one of them wraps his arms around you, is this the killer? Has he a knife in his hand behind my back? Say, uh, can I see you a minute? Got a ticket? Yeah, but I don't want to dance, Ginger. I want to talk. Well, it's your dime. Say, how do you know my name? Just happened to. Who are you, anyway? Recognize those two guys leaning against the wall? The two flat feet? And I'm the third. Nick's the name. What about my... Uh, about her boyfriend? Relax. We have proof it wasn't her boyfriend, it wasn't you. Oh, then you expect him to show up again after what he's done already, huh? We just got the report on those other two girls. They were killed by a maniac who played poor butterfly. Also, the fingerprints in all three cases match. He'll keep it up until we get him. How do you know what he looks like? We don't. We only know he isn't through yet. That's why I was assigned to protect you. Protect me? Yep. Keep my eye on you all night while you work and then take you home right to your door. Now, Marino knows about the other two dicks, but no one knows about me. The fact is, headquarters told me not to tell even you. Then why did you? (laughs) I just saw how touchy you are. I don't want you to misunderstand my attentions. Well, what if someone asks me who you are? I say I'm your new boyfriend. Oh, I don't get smart. I never had a boyfriend. Good. Now you've got one. Oh, 35 girls on this musical chain gang. Why do you pick on me? Because we found out one more thing about the killer's habits. The two girls that were murdered before Julie both had red hair. Julie had red hair? Yeah. And so have you, baby. I was set up as victim number four. Nice thought. But every night, like the milkman, just when the girls filed out to feast the arms and eyes of the wolves, there was Nick. Now, that was some comfort. Nothing personal, you understand. It was also a comfort to see those other two flat feet on the job night after night. How's Ginger? Fine. How's Nick? Hey, you're four minutes late. Miss me? Oh, I'm just a taxpayer that wants to see a public servant earn his money. (laughs) If the city got broke, I'd do this job for nothing. Uh Uh-oh. 
Your straw boss, Marino, is giving you the high side. Oh, I'll go see what he wants. You wait here. It's on your mind, Marino. Hey, who is that monkey hanging around you every night? Well, he pays for his tickets, doesn't he? Yeah, but he never uses them. Who is he? My boyfriend. Oh. You known him long? Long enough. Take care of yourself, Ginger. Don't worry, Marino. I know my way around, but thanks. Besides, we're not running any matrimonial bureau around here. You gotta spread yourself around a little more. Share the wealth. There's other customers. All here. right, all now, right. Now watch her, will you? All right. What did what did he want? Oh, nothing. Nick, is there any news? You know, it's a month since Julie. No, was... no, no, no. Calm down, Redhead. Uh, that's just it. That red hair. Look, wh- why won't you let me dye it? Oh, I've got my reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You great, big, silent, strong cop. <laughs> That's right. Those cops. And then came that night. That horrible night. I was late as usual, got to the dressing room, planning to dress in no seconds flat so I could get out on the floor and be with Nick. Somehow I felt that I was going to need him that night. Some instinct told me it was a matter of life or death. It's been a whole month since the last one. What I like every once in a while is a good, juicy murder. Come on, slap it up. What do you think I pay you girls for, anyway? Who are you looking out the door for, Ginger? Now, you take that killing of Julie. There was a real juicy kill. Oh, shut up, Mom. Will you cut it out? Oh, I'm sorry, dearie. I keep forgetting you and she was so cruel. Well, that's all right. I'm jittery. Laverne, have you seen my boyfriend? Not tonight. Maybe he got bored. Billy, have you seen Nick? You know, the tall, handsome... Not tonight, redhead. I guess he's giving you the air. Come on, come on up. What am I paying you for? Come on. What's the matter, Ginger? You look like you've seen a ghost. What are you looking for out there? What's so fascinating about the clock? Marino, they're not there. Where are those two flat feet? How'd you know about them? Never mind that now. Where are they? Called off. Called off? That sounds screwy to me, but police headquarters figures they frightened off whoever they was looking for. But that's crazy. I'm going to fall... That won't do no good. I told them that anybody would wait till it cooled off before trying again. Now is when we should have protection. Well, come on. Get out on the floor. Come on, Ollie. Out on the floor. All right. I'll be out in a second. Really, I will, Marino. Laverne. Yes, honey? As soon as Nick comes in, tell him to come right here. Tell him to tap on the door, will you? Sure enough, sugar. Hey. What are you looking at me like that for, Ginger? Look, Mom, i got to talk to you. I can't go out there on the floor. I'm scared. But what are you staring holes in me for? Mom, you and I were here in this room the last night Julie was alive. The night she must have been killed, remember? You poor kid. I always Look, liked we got to remember. We've just got to. There was someone dancing with Julie that night. Some rum-dum. Julie said something about him. I can't remember what it was she said. Oh, you mean the one that hurt her hand? That's it. That's it. Hurt her hand. Then her wrist back when they were dancing. Yeah, that's the guy. She said it was almost like as if he got a chick out of hurting her. Yeah. Seeing a squirm. Yeah, now what else? What else? Well, Julie called him a cement mixer. Oh, now we're getting somewhere, Mom. Yeah. Hard. Oh, he had Julie crazy dancing yeah. like a slap-happy pug. I remember her describing it. He'd take three little steps to the right as if he was getting ready for a stand and broad jump. That was it. Remember how Julie said she felt like screaming for Pete's sake, if you're gonna jump, jump. Yeah, three steps to the right, and if you're gonna jump, jump. Hey, what are you doing, Ginger? Some detective work? Getting some clues? You know who we're talking about, Mom? The killer. Yeah. Oh! If he enjoyed hurting her like that, as when she was still alive, he'd enjoy dancing with her after she was dead. Why, he's worse than prune face. Why, that... There's someone I gotta tell this to right away. Oh, where the... Nick! See you later, Mom. Hey. How's Ginger? Oh, Nick. How's Nick? Are you trembling? 
Sure, it's me. Why not? I thought you were called off the case. We were. Now, what are you doing here? Abbott. Do you mind? No, you dumb ape. I don't mind. Boy, how I don't mind. And uh, as long as it isn't duty anymore, do you mind if I do something to you that I've wanted to do for days? Well, it depends. I want to take you in my arms. All right, take me in your arms and dance. Anyway, for the time being. I'm a rotten dancer. You're telling me. Nick. Nick, we got to talk. I just found out something about the killer that you ought to know. Later. I paid Marina for all the dances to the end. We can leave whenever you want. After this song, they play Dinah, and then comes the break. We can leave then. What makes you so sure? Well, the band always plays a song in the same order. Then they can sleep while they work. I tell time by them. <laughs> Slimehouse Blues means it's 10.45. Lady with a Tramp means 11.15. Dinah means 11.30. Never changes except when there's a request number. You know... I like everything about you. I like everything about you, but you're dancing. Let up on my hand, will you? You're bending it upside down. It hurts my wrist. I, uh, told you I was a rotten dancer. Well, for Pete's sake, don't dance like you were priming for a standing broad jump. If you're going to jump, jump. <gasps> That's not Dinah. No. It certainly isn't. It's a request number. Who requested it? I did. <laughs> What's the matter, baby? I look sick. I, 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 I feel just awful. I, I, I do feel sick. Am I dancing that bad? No, no, I just, I... Nick, I'll have to stop. It's the air, I guess. I'll, I'll go in and get drink water. Yeah, drink water in the ladies' room. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll wait here for you. I'll just be a minute. Operator, operator, give me the police department, homicide squad. Police department, homicide, right away. Homicide. Hello, homicide. This is Ginger Allen at Joyland. The third man you assigned to our place is... Third man? uh, What third man? Nick Ballister, the one you assigned to protect me. We have no Nick Ballister, and there was no man assigned by us to protect you. It's the killer. He's taking me out with him. I don't know where to... Look, I'll leave a trail of ticket stubs. Please come quick. Ginger. Uh, uh, goodbye, uh, Katie. Uh, sorry you couldn't work tonight. I'll, I'll fix it with Marino. How you feeling? You shouldn't have come in here, Nick. Didn't you see the sign? Oh, that? Men keep out, violator subject to arrest? <laughs> Didn't say positively. Besides, they wouldn't arrest a cop. Why couldn't you leave me in here alone? You were gone so long, I thought something had happened. Nothing's happened. Yet. <laughs> Don't ask me how, but I kept up a patter while we walked. All my brains were in my right hand to clutch those ticket stubs in my coat pocket. I kept dropping those stubs, making sure he didn't see. I tried to stay on the bright streets, but he led me to the lonely ones. The one we were on now was like a graveyard. No lights, no people. Suddenly, I felt my blood run cold. My fingers in that right-hand pocket fished around like a drowning man clutching for straws. The last ticket stub was gone. Ginger. Yes, Nick? I'm, uh, I'm hungry. Would you like some chop suey? Like it? Oh, I'd love it. 
He ate that chop suey with an appetite. Like a guy who had work to do. Work he was going to enjoy. I side-sneaked a glance at the jukebox without turning my head, you know, just my eyes. What a relief. All kinds of songs, but no poor butterfly. Nick was beginning to act nervous. He'd guzzle a cup of tea, pour another, and keep looking over his shoulder like he was worried somebody might be following us. Then he'd grin like he used to and reach over for my hand. He pressed my fingers till they hurt. Hard, like he'd never pressed them before. I guess... I guess he couldn't wait. And suddenly he stood up. Ask the waiter for the check, Ginger. I'm just going to wash my hands. Then it's time we left. Hmm. Waiter. Waiter, quick. Yes, you may. What will you be? I'm leaving. When my boyfriend comes out, tell him you think I went back to the, the, the powder room. A <laughs> gag, you know, he's a deadbeat. I want to shake him. Maybe you don't understand. Marino, how did you get here? Mom told me. Then I followed your ticket stop. He almost saw me. Come on, quick. Marino, thank heaven you got here. Hurry up. Marino, I, I can't run anymore. I'm, I won't last the block. You won't have to. There's a vacant house in the middle of the block. Here, inside. Fair, I think I see him coming. It's all dark in here. Well, no one lives here, that's why. Here, I'll light the searchlight. There's a stairway leading upstairs. Oh. Go ahead. Now, watch it now. Don't trip. Them yeah. stairs is broken. Now, through this door. Ooh. Here's a candle and, and a match. There. Now we can see each other and wait. You think we're safe? We'll know in a few minutes. Oh, Marino. Oh, Tim. She put out that candle. Now hide. Back there. I'll take care of him. Jim. All right, you act for it. We'll see about that. Answer me. Answer me, please. and different faces. Marino! Why do you call me Muriel? What are you doing? I'm Ginger, don't you remember? I'm Ginger Allen. Yeah, each time you tell me a different name, Muriel. But you can't get away by changing names. Marino! Well, the first time you changed your name was when you married me before I left for Europe with that operetta company. You remember? You all got to play poor butterfly no. when you promised to love oh, me forever. Help me. Somebody help yeah, me. Yeah, well, the next time you changed your name was when you thought I was dead. Lived on my insurance and married another man. Oh, no matter how many times please. you change your name, Uriel, I'll find oh. you. <laughs> no, not me. You killed him. You killed him, Marino, again and again. You only killed her last month, yeah. Marino. This time I think I have, she rises again. This time I'm going to kill you and your lover. Oh. This is the last time. Oh, Nick! And now ah. dance. Oh. 
Now we did. Here. Here are your dimes. The Lord, you were all right. How's Dindry? Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. I thought he killed you. I got an awfully hard head. Police will be here in just a minute. Oh, Nick. How do you fit into this? Headquarters never heard of you. They were instructed to say that in case you called. Well, what was the idea of scaring me to death? Well, I figured Marina would call her ginger and her boyfriend once he thought the police were off the case. And when he did, I had to have you thinking I was the killer so you'd run off with him willingly. Why, you no good... It was the only way to find his hideout and the evidence we need. The phonograph, the record, and the attempted murder. At my expense, you big piece of... Uh, another thing. How'd you know about dancing like a broad jumper and turning up my wrist? Oh, I listened outside the door to you and Mom talking about that in the dressing room tonight. Oh. Gave me a couple of neat pointers. Oh. I put them together with poor butterfly so I could scare the daylights out of you. Oh, you did, too. I ought to ring your... Oh, calm down. <laughs> no wife of mine is going to have a red-headed temper. Wife of yours. You'll do anything to learn how to dance, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks that way. No wonder you didn't want me to dye my hair. You wanted that nice premature gray color. <laughs> And so closes Dime a Dance, presented by Roma Wines, and starring Lucille Ball, tonight's tale of Suspense. In just a moment, we'll hear again from Miss Ball. First, though, let's visit a glamorous casino somewhere on the sunny Caribbean. Smartly dressed people stroll about the garden. The strains of a Cuban song float out. Two men watch from a table on the terrace. One is a Cuban... The other, a North American. Juan is about to propose a toast. To your beautiful country, Jose. I drink to that. Now I propose a toast. To this wine in which we drink our toast. It comes from North America, from California. Its name is Roma. Only a few places in the world produce wine so fine that many countries enjoy them. And among these enjoyable wines are Roma wines. For they come from vineyard districts that are among the finest in the world our own sunny California. What better testimonial to the quality of Roma wines could you ask than the fact that Roma wines are made in California for the enjoyment of the world? There is a fine Roma wine for you, whether your taste calls for a sherry, a burgundy, or sauternes. And no matter what type of Roma wine you buy, you know you're receiving a truly fine wine at a price made possible because Roma wines are the overwhelming favorite of Americans. America's largest selling wines. Ask your dealer to show you his assortment of Roma wines tomorrow and choose your favorite. Roma. R-O-M-A. Roma wines. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. Remember, this is the year of decision. And that means that this year, more than ever before, we should all buy more and even more war bonds and stamps. This is Lucille Ball. 
It's been a great pleasure to appear on Suspense this evening. Next week, I know you want to be listening, as I certainly will, to a very wonderful actor, Mr. Paul Lucas, who will appear in a suspense play called A World of Darkness. Thank you, Miss Ball. Lucille Ball appeared tonight through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Madame Curie. Don't forget, then, next Thursday, same time, for Paul Lucas in Suspense. Presented by Roma Wine. R-O-M-A. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, I hope you enjoyed both remastered episodes, mates. Whilst listening to Singing Walls, I was getting the feeling that he was either being framed, or maybe, just maybe, the cop that was with him was setting him up in some way, leading him to new information that would not provide any leads, but instead incriminate our protagonist. And the second story, Diamond Dance, is yet another unique tale with a twist, where the ending has you thinking one way regarding the murderer, but pulling you at the end a completely different direction. I particularly like the call our protagonist made to the police station that made her panic and start believing that the man she was with was the killer. Sneaky moves. Thank you so much for listening, and you're awesome, mates. Stay awesome. And this Friday, I'll be doing an old great episode to spice things up and thank my supporters. Oh, and I got some really good feedback from the AI Generated Stories episode. So you might vote for two different narratives. A lizard is imbued with the random power to grow 1,000 times its size, versus a wizard discovers he can speak sign language with his beard. Stories like that. I'm working on creating a voting system for narratives to feed into the machine that you can vote on. It's gonna be great. As always, mates. Till next, we meet.